Hello and welcome back to The Furnace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have come to the end of the liturgical year of the 33rd Sunday of Ordinary Time. Next week we celebrate the Solemnity of Christ the King, and the following week we begin a new year with Advent. And in the readings of Mass today, fittingly so, we have readings that discuss the end of time. You have Michael the Archangel guarding the people during a great tribulation. And even Jesus himself talks about this climactic event of a time of tribulation or distress, wars and famines, and even signs in the heavens, the stars falling, heaven shaking, and then the Son of Man coming in the clouds to gather his people to himself. As you can see, there is some earth-shattering going on here, using a lot of veiled and a symbolic language. Of course, you've got to ask yourself, and we must ask, what are all these symbols trying to signify? It's a very interesting set of readings in this week today, so there are many levels of meaning, and I'll point out a few. Now, Dr. Mary Healy notes, and I quote, on one level, Jesus is giving us a symbolic portrayal of the fall of Jerusalem and the temple. For the Jews, the temple was a microcosm of the universe. Images of the stars and constellations were embroidered on the temple veils, and the seven lights of the menorah represented the sun, the moon, and the five known planets. The temple was the center of the universe, the meeting point of heaven and earth. Thus, its destruction would be a cataclysm of cosmic proportions, end quote. So as she just said, if you got that, the temple represented the world itself. It was a kind of microcosmos, if you will. And one of the more exciting areas in the study of scripture studies at the moment is temple theology. For in that sense, if you know a little bit of your ancient history, Jesus' words about this destruction were actually fulfilled in one way in 70 AD when the Roman legions under Titus reduced the temple to shard rubble and permanently ended the old covenant sacrifices. They massacred hundreds and thousands of Jews in the destruction of the city in the process. This was what was called the Jewish War of AD 66-70 to in one of the most gruesome calamities in history. On another level, Jesus' words in the Gospel today were fulfilled in part by his crucifixion itself. If you remember that Jesus was crucified when the sun was darkened at midday. And because, as some of the Gospel writers note, the temple was also Jesus' body, for Jesus is the new and definitive dwelling place of God. As Dr. Mary Healy notes again, Jesus' bodily death portends the destruction of the earthly temple, bringing about the transition from the former age to the new and final age of salvation history, end quote. Of course, these apocalyptic images of cosmic upheaval and chaos also seems to juxtapose creation itself, as if God's work of creation is being undone. There is a contrast, in other words, between the verses here and the very beginning of creation in Genesis, how in Genesis order is brought from chaos. Here, it is the opposite, where chaos now reigns, 
and creation is being undone, signaling to us that the very world is coming to an end. In that sense, we understand that this foretells in a very veiled way the very close of history and the end of the world. And it is in that moment when Jesus says, the Son of Man will come in the clouds with great power and glory, for heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. For the hope of the believer is that all the creation will be undone, there will be a new creation in Christ himself, and we are incorporated into that new creation. Creation being undone is ultimately a preparation for the new creation, which therefore it is calling us to watch, pray and repent, and therefore be ready, for as Jesus says, we do not know the day or the hour. Let us pray. Grant us, we pray, O Lord our God, the constant gladness of being devoted to you, for it is full and lasting happiness to serve with constancy the author of all that is good. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.